Hi, my name is Michael Frank, and this is the Prefab Pod presented by Prefab Review, where we interview leading people and companies in the prefab housing industry. Today, we're speaking with Lauren Tucker and or Mike Mike Yellow. I probably messed that up. The founder of Orbit Home, the founders of Orbit Homes, um, a modular housing and ADU company located in uh, Malibu, Los Angeles. Uh, welcome, Lauren and Or. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks. pleasure being here. Great to be here. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining. Um, so I'm excited to learn about your company, but first I was hoping to learn a bit more about each of you. How did you uh, both get into this business? Um, I can share. I, I I'm coming from the stick build background, and I was always fascinated with the idea of like just creating a home that it's you know already pre-made, pre-inspected, and not to deal with all the the you know, the steps in order to do a stick build, like from, you know, from the planning to permitting to inspections to all this long process that can actually be done all in a factory that this was, you know, back like about 15, about 15, 20 years ago. And then the world of prefab was starting to get more accepted and, you know, through the passion about the idea of creating like a plug and play homes that can go anywhere, that can be inspected in the, built in the factory, inspecting the factory. It's, you know, it was growing. The passion was growing over the years. Cool. And what about you, Lauren? Yeah. So I come from a very different background. Uh, I co-founded a nonprofit called Kiss the Ground and um, I have spent the last 10 years learning, teaching, and um, working in the field of regenerative agriculture. And so my passion for prefab actually comes from the perspective of how do we get more people living on land? um, And how do we get people closer to the land that they live on? So I'm really excited about setting up communities and pieces of land where you can be regenerating soils, growing healthy food, and then living there and moving a little more out of the city. Um, and how did Orbis start? And when did when did you all start this? I would say about it started around ten to fifteen years ago. It started as a container home project and got involved to a, a prefab, you know. And then when we realize that you have to deal with all the in and out of you know all the different building codes in different areas then it was like going towards okay what will be the one umbrella that will be recognized nationwide and we'll accept all the codes together and then we learn all the codes of like what is the most restrict codes for the the earthquakes the wind loads the fire uh, wooey fire and then this is what we did we basically created a home that's kind of like calculating all that into the structure and that will be able to go anywhere on temporary foundation, permanent foundation, and can be a, a, a immediate response for, for people that lost their homes in the fires. And, and then it's got more and more involved to contemporary design. And this is where we are now. Yeah. So the, the kind of journey of orbit homes started with or many years ago, and then, this iteration of it really happened after the Woolsey fire. So we're Malibu residents and um, 
witnessed a lot of our friends losing properties and losing homes that they've had in their family for generations. And we saw an opportunity to help people rebuild in a way that was quicker um, and more affordable. And so this showroom that we have in Malibu has been open since December of last year. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So it sounds like, so the things that uh, make you different, it sounds like our, sounds like our affordability and seen your, your designs are quite contemporary. Um, and basically you, you only do, you do not do so quote unquote custom work, right? Like you have like five or six, or you can tell me how, what, how many like sort of standard homes, um, or do you do custom stuff as well? Yeah, in this point, we have about 11 homes, 11, 11 homes. models, uh, starting from 450 all the way to 3000. Um, and we always looking to bring you know, new designs. So we was trying to get to the point that like it's all pre-approved, you know, in the factory already and can go anywhere. So it's much easier to like define a floor plan and then work, you know, all the fire, the wooey fire codes and, and, the, and, you know, the, the, the earthquake zone, like the earthquake codes and just like when you trying to be like too wide and too many models, you just, you have to calculate all this stuff into the homes all the time. And, and this is where we, right now we are in, I think, number 11, 12. <laughs> yeah, so again, we're not super custom in that you can't come to us and say, we want this and that and this, but all of our models are flexible. So you're going to pick all of your finishes. It is possible to move some things around if you really need to move windows or sliders or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, one of our intentions is that it's much easier to build a home in the you know, regular construction stick about build world, you're many years to getting a home on land. And I just want to make it easier for people to pick a home that they like and move in. Got it. Yeah. Are there, so, so are there, um, so I mean, I'm, I'm on the, your website, orbithomes.us, um, uh, looking at your homes right now. Are there sort of specific design tenants that you kind of keep uniform throughout your homes? Um, I would like to think that we have a certain aesthetic and eye for beauty and simplicity. Um, but I guess that that's up for everyone else to decide. (laughs) (laughs) And the one thing that like we, we, we wanted to do that, like giving the clients the options to like choose the finishes, the exterior, like you can go with smooth stucco or like any kind of textures and and cement siding because we're trying to stay in it because like to be fire uh, up to the fire code so we have like on the website you will see like we kind of went with cement siding that look like wood and we can do different colors of that and we have like a wrench contemporary look out of it and it and the interior some people going more like cabin style and like on the finishes and some people going more modern so like it is some customizations to that but you know, we're trying to stay in the in the floor plans that we created in order to make life easier for everybody. Got it. And do you how so? Did you use an um, and do you have are one of you architects or do you have an in house architect or how did you design the homes? Yeah, we have an in house uh, architects and engineers, and 
and uh, yeah, we we basically have a full team. Just you know, and, and do you have your own factory, or do you use third party factories? And where is it? We are in Riverside. Okay, and um, it's we don't own the factory. We basically have a we have a line of the contemporary houses that we came up with that we're basically working with that factory to make and and redefine all the time, trying to make it nicer. Talk to us. Maybe we'll have our own factory. We'll see. Nice. And, and what? It, what? It, so I know you do something like you do a lot in the Southern California area. Um, is that the primary area you're serving right now? It's, I didn't get it. Serving. Uh, yeah, we primarily serve Southern California. Um, we are able to ship nationwide. So if you want to take on the installation with local contractors, we actually can ship almost anywhere. Um, but the majority of our current clients are local to Southern California. Yeah, right now, to be to be clear, it's like much more into Malibu because we respond to all the fire victims around here and just people wouldn't need to get yeah. back to the land. So this is like, our, we kind of prioritized it like for people that, who is the people that needed the most and close to us. And then with all this respond and, and interest from many other people after this was like, we started to open to open ourselves up to like more and more, you know, opening the radius. But we also like we have this idea about creating a house that will go to Hawaii. So we worked on on one model. Now it's the second model that we're working on that will be approved to go to Hawaii, like wind loads and and termites treatments and everything else that need to be considered. And Got it. So and you're shipping it from uh, shipping it over to Hawaii. Yeah, yep. it's have to be also solar ready. So we're shipping yeah. the, the, the house with all the wires and everything ready to be plug and play to the solar system. So yeah, it's something we've, that- uh, we, we, so we, we, we've done a few projects where both in Hawaii and I think in, in Maine as well, where we had to, uh, we had to ship them. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I think we thought it, I think we had, I'd be interested in what, what you guys found. I think we thought found it, it added about a, uh, $50 a square foot or so, which wasn't insignificant, but uh, kind of like for what the person wanted to build ended up kind of sort of making sense compared to the local options. But uh, it was definitely some investigation that involved doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, $50 a square feet, but it's definitely like all the shipping, you know, it will be kind of like more sense to have like, you know, more than one house to be delivered on a barge than than just sending like a single home. You know, then yeah, I, I think we sent a single four thousand. It was like a, it was pretty big. It was like a four thousand square foot modular home. This is going to coming to be very expensive. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't know if I don't remember. There's probably others. There may have been other stuff on the barge. I would assume, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there was. If you took the whole barge, you will know. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, around a million. Just yeah. A, Large. Exactly. Um, okay. So, uh, and then um, in terms of, uh, so for the sort of contractor site work, foundation, all that stuff, stitch, you know, everything, is that something you do in house or do you work with a network of contractors? Um, how does that work? Right now we have like a, a project manager that's running and doing everything and, and, you know, coming from a family that's doing it for about 30 years. Um, but yeah, we have a network. You know, there's a limit of projects you can take with with that person. So 
So you're saying you primarily have like right now in, a in general high- contractor who sort of does the project management and finds the subs. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. but from a, a customer perspective, we take care of everything. So oh, I see. okay. So as a customer, you're not running around and and finding all your subcontractors and doing all the communication. That's our role. If you're around California, yeah. But if you're getting out of California, right. well, like we're serving from the from San Diego to to the Bay. So know? are customers signing a single contract with you or do they sign a contract with you for manufacturing and then a separate one with a, a local builder? Yeah, it's, uh, it's one, basically we're taking care of everything. And the only thing that like it, they're signing outside of us is the expediters. Uh-huh. Then the, which, where, which area we have different expediters that will deal mm-hmm. with local authorities and, and will help to get it, you know, to get the permits. That That's yeah. great. I, I, I mean, I, I know there are some people who do that, but that definitely, assuming that sort of costs work out, I find it's nice to sort of, <laughs> right? Like the bad projects I've seen happen, right? Like the local builder blames the manufacturer and the manufacturer blames the local builder. So it's good that uh, there's sort of accountability across the board for, for you all. Yeah, again, um, trying to make it easy for people. Mm-hmm. So, um, we're managing that whole process, and the only thing that you might sub yourself, but we're introducing you to, um, are the expediters because that's the like before we even know if you can get a permit. Yep. Um, so we are hoping to manage the whole thing, like from the soil test, you know, and mm-hmm. and finding out if it's like if it's a septic, what is the what they need, what type of septic system, advanced water ta- water system on-site water treatment system. It's like, you know, it, you still need to do the infrastructure according to, to the place where people want to live. And the the old goal is to get to the point that it's like much more plug and play and making the life of the customers much easier. You know, like well, most people doesn't know much and being afraid of construction and yeah. really trying to get the old experience is like, you pick the floor plan, the... The exterior finishes, the interior finishes, and we're taking care for for the rest. You know, like go enjoy yourself. And from a from a structural standpoint, are you are you building to the HUD code, like the manufactured code? Are you building to like the state modular code? How does that work? I wasn't totally clear on that. This depend on like you know we can do both ways. Uh, we prefer to go with the federal codes because they have one umbrella that like they have the they have like what is the most restrict codes for earthquake or wind load on or fire codes or that's uh, the, the HUD code that you're talking about, right? Yeah, like the federal one, and and mm-hmm. this is what making life for everybody much easier because then you basically the city doesn't need to look on the structure himself. Like the moment it's being approved by the by the federal, then they just want to see what type of foundation and how you're connecting to the infrastructure. So in most cases. Also, we over-engineered basically the house to meet all these codes, the most restrictive codes that they have. And most time we'll even over-engineer that a bit more, you know, like really making thick walls and very solid floors and, you know, kind of like over-engineer everything. Yeah. Satisfied everybody and doing it solar ready. So this why most time I will recommend like, let's go with a federal because if it's passed for that zoning and now we go to the point that we have nationwide like the most re- we're following the most restrict codes for everywhere and 
And I find it much easier from the expediter point of view. They're very happy with just not dealing with you know every detail. And does that does that affect ability to finance the homes? Because um, I know, right? Like, yeah, have you found that to be true? No, not like that. They're looking at the the cool thing about the federal. You know, it's like being around for from you know I think from the 1950s or 60s, and and it's being like changed according to like different. Uh, you know, lessons through mistakes of people or natural disaster that got more severe, more severe codes with a time. And, and it's being accepted as real estate. The moment that it's attached to, to, to permanent foundation, it's a real estate. So, and you are basically compare yourself to like whatever comp in that area. And yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting to see that like, when people see the homes, it's like, wow, it's really like being up to the federal. But when you're walking around the house, it's like, it's pretty like, it's pretty cool to see the response from the architects or the expediters, how they're being impressed that it's being done, you know, and over-engineered for that. Yeah. And we have a network of lenders that we've been working with. And so far with all of our clients, we haven't had any problems with financing. That's great. Uh, who are the, I'm just always curious, right? Like in California, we see a lot of like our clients using like UMQUA, UMQA or US Bank or I don't know. There's, there's, a, there's a handful of people. Uh, yeah. If you don't mind me asking, what, which are the types of lenders that uh, you find are good for you, you all? So here, because we, we basically serving Malibu right now. So yep. uh, First Bank Malibu was the first yep. one that came in and was like, I want to serve my community and and they're the ones that came in. Yeah. And are those construction loans or temp to perm loans? Like what, what are the, the what, what the, what's that product like? So put in mind that like we're serving right now, really like, like 90, almost 99% of our business right now, it's surfing fire build main right. residence. Okay. It's people that lost their homes in the fire. So they just yep. have a piece of land. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, they basically like some of them had insured money, some of them was not insured. Right. So what we saw that like they got uh, loans based on their land value, knowing what it's the final value will be after we attaching the house on the permanent foundation. Right, right, yeah, yeah, no, but okay. So it's but, like uh, didn't see much being construction loans that then turn into like kind of fixed thirty year loans. Do you know the structure? I'm just curious. I didn't really go into that. We have a, a financing officer that she's responsible for the whole parts. Okay. Yeah, but, but I, from what, like, from the conversation that I was taking a part of, most people were just like building with whatever they had from the insurance money, and some people didn't have much from the insurance, or people that was really underinsured was using the land as a as the as the base. That, for the we see. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not. Um, the question to ask us, but we have an amazing financing person that we've been working with. And, that's uh, awesome. That's good yeah, to know. We have haven't had any issues with finding loans for our clients. That's great. Um, and then uh, can we go through the pricing a little bit? It's like probably the number one question we get asked. And I, and you, you, you all are commendable for, uh, I think you have, uh, so you basically have the price of the modules. Is that right? Is that what you list on your site? Um, yeah. Because we're shipping outside of, of California and we have some people uh-huh. that want to go to Hawaii, the two models for Hawaii, and we have like all the models can go anywhere basically. Uh, yeah. 
what people were asking all the time, like, okay, what will be just the price for the house without delivery, without installation? And yeah. that's what we basically listed on the website. Cool. And so when coming to like, you know, getting to the point of installing a home, we kind of estimated if the if the ground is pretty much level, yeah, anywhere from two fifty to two seventy five. Uh, but it's all really like even when you're looking at prefab, you still need to go through what is your site allowing and, and right, right. Sorry. So when, so when you're saying 250, 275, you're saying 250. And when you're going bigger to the, when you're going to the 2300 square feet, we even go to the point of 230. So I would say anywhere, like as bigger you're going, it's, it's getting a bit more cheaper. So oh, are you, are you talking about dollars per square foot? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so you're saying that. So just to be clear, you're saying that like, um, total cost is going to be in the two fifty to two seventy five range. Yeah. So if you look at our website, we have the price of the home itself, I see. but then okay. we estimate what it's going to cost you all in. That's when we are talking those numbers. I see. Okay. So w- when I'm looking at your website right now, and I'm I'm not the best at math, but it looks like typical homes are in the i don't know let's see yeah probably like one 160 to 180 per square foot range um like whatever coming out of the factory on a module um and you're saying that you then take that and add like 100 bucks for uh foundation site and stitch and all that transportation and all that stuff am i getting that right it varies a lot and that's why we chose to just share on average what it's costing customers. Right. Because, totally. If, if you're yeah, building into a crazy hill, it's going to be different. If you buy ADU and you just want us to get it there, we're only going to charge you transportation. If we're doing it on a hill in Malibu where we have to do grading and fire access and you want a garage, it's be different. Um, so yeah. That makes that's, and then that's, are you, and, and I assume when you're talking about those numbers, you're talking about for a, uh, for a permanent foundation, correct? So, so you, when you're doing the manufactured code, you, do you also do the temporary foundation just to save cost or whatever? Yeah. In some places, if the zoning allowing it and they needed like a temporary foundation. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And then you, do do you just do skirting or something to like make it look okay? And, and in, in those situations, what, what, what's the cost end up being? Um, Probably like, is it similar or does it end up being, I would assume the foundation costs end up being lower, right? Yeah, lower. I would say like you're about anywhere between 20 to 30% lower. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And don't um, forget, most time also you will have like all the utilities are being, already being done in some places where you're sending it on temporary foundation. So, you know, we calculate including like connecting to the septic or connecting to the sewer, like you know, like running all the utilities to the house. Right. So it's really side by side will define. And usually we, we're starting from, you know, how, if there's the route to deliver there and what is the soil test. And according yeah. to the soil test, it's basically the definition of what will go there and what will be the final cost. Because the house right. hasn't changed the cost. It's really like right. the prep, you know, the, yeah. the preparations to, to get the house installed there. Yeah, we've actually we we've we've had that particularly in Malibu. We've we've had a few people who we've tried to help during the uh, post the fires there, where 
as you said, the site access to get a, uh, to get a truck and a crane up there was just like, we unfortunately just had to say like, this isn't viable. Um, so I'm sure that's part of your diligence. Um, just yeah. to, uh, living here cause it's beautiful and rural right. and right. something that's harder to build. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Um, that, that's awesome. Let's develop here. It's beautiful right. country. And, and what's the timing like from, cause I, I mean, what probably one of the great things for you is I'm, I bet you the fire rebuild community is very motivated, right? You probably don't have people, you know, changing fixtures like decisions for 18 months. Um, what, so what does the, it end up being from kind of beginning to end? Cause a lot of times you get expedited permitting on this stuff as well, right? With, uh, the fire rebuilds. What is it? And it, you also, are you exempt from the solar laws? I believe you are on some of the fire rebuilds as well, right? Yeah, but we still we still do that anyway. So part of like our motto of the company is like we're trying to to project like what is the 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 everything that like what is the most severe codes, building codes, and then right. to comply with that too. So every house that's fin- getting out of the factory on our contemporary design already solar ready, so people can just call the local installers and. And they will come in and just attach the racks and the solar panels and all the wiring already installed in the roof to connect to the to the main. So it's part of what we do because we just like to over-engineer everything. Then it's much easier. And from a timing perspective, I realize you um, like you don't have to use this year as a total example because <laughs> COVID made everything. We've had the same issue with California stuff. There was like sort of a thirty-day period where, yeah. right, like. I think most factories sort of stayed open, but half as many people went in the factory or whatever. Um, but uh, the most challenging thing that happened, you know, like we started really like working on all the fire rebuild in the like right in the beginning of this year, you know, and as we're just starting the whole thing, COVID came and and took time for everybody to adjust, like to move on and and all the permitting process slowed down. Yeah, by far. So we don't really have an indication, but it should be, you know, less than in most places, like about, I would say less than three months for the permitting. And then from the moment you're getting the permits done, for us to make a a house in the factory, it's like depend on how backed up is the factory. And now with all the fires, of course, this will be much more backed up. It was like two to three months to get a house done and then on location you have only about you know a week to two weeks and and you're handing the key right you're, t- you're talking about post the set to like yeah post COVID time so yeah i mean in an ideal situation it's under six months under six months in a long permitting situation and time of covid it could be a year but also, yeah. I think like the authorities getting much smarter. Like I can tell you that, like we're dealing with the city of Malibu, and uh-huh. they're amazing when it's coming to adjust to the situation, and and they prioritize all the fire rebuild first before everybody yeah. else. Like they really, they really worked hard to to make things happen in the time of COVID. Like we are really amazed by the response time and the guidance and and. You know, in every way, they're really like serving the community so differently. Like, it's yeah, pretty I, I definitely miss counter hours, but it's possible yeah. that we're all going to learn an easier way of doing business through email and Zoom. <laughs> and yeah. to be honest, we're learning how to actually making the process much faster because 
they don't need to go to every small details relating to how this house build and, and all the materials that are being chosen. And it's like all basically done in the factory. And after the first few houses, this will be like much faster understanding how to get back people on their land faster. You know, it's really, it's the, the first definition is the soil check. And after that, it's kind of like a fast track to get the house on their land. Got it. Cool. Um, and then and how many houses did you say you built or are working on at the moment? Like in total? About eight. Got it. Uh, cool. And then yeah, the all right. factory we work with has been in business for over 50 years. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, we have a newer line that we designed with them. But as far as reputation and ability to turn out an amazing house, um, we have a great partner. Yeah, and like for the fire rebuild, like just like right now, eight in Malibu and about, you know, another 16 people that like kind of like looking into how to get it on their land. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. We definitely learn a lot through the COVID how to fast stream everything. And, you know, yeah, I don't don't think you're going to have a lack of people needing to rebuild stuff in California anytime soon, unfortunately. That makes me very sad. It's scary. (laughs) It's actually scary. Like the amount of people that got to us in the last three weeks is like, it's insane. It's like, and people doing a lot of research for their family members. It's Mm -hmm. like in the shock, you know, in the shock time that like, they don't even know how to respond to what happened to them. So yeah, yeah. especially like, Malibu is a pretty big older population. Like we've had a lot of that in in the, the area of like doing it with parents or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, but you know, we also are looking at the ADU market and some of the smaller models that we've built. I think are really ideal. Yeah. Um, so, well, our main focus right now, because we live here and we're here right after the fires, is fire rebuild. I don't think that that's where the business, hopefully, we're not doing fire rebuild forever. Right. Um, you know. Yeah. It, it, LA's been really true. Like, LA has, has such a dynamic ADU market compared to most other parts of the country that that makes a lot of sense. And we're trying to be like all around solution. Like, you know, it started from finding a solution for all the main residents getting the contemporary ranch design, you know, and then we kind of like grow with different models, addressing different challenges that was like happening and, you know, and requests from different clients that was like turning to be like too many people that was like asking about different sizes for ADUs and ADUs that can be on temporary foundation and then can reconvert on permanent foundation. So we had to like figure that out and, and it's like a long journey about, you know, adjusting to the changes that happening in 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 the world of the prefab. You know? Yeah, totally. I mean, we we get we get thousands of weird weird requests every month. It's, it's definitely <laughs> <laughs> um, they're fun though. I mean, every once in a while, it pops a good uh, creation. Coming up once in a while. Yeah, I, like we we're doing the site assessments in Malibu, and sometimes you get into a place is like. You're looking at a client and it's like, okay, like where did you think that you're going to put the house? And he's like there. And he's like, like it, it, it's a hill. It's a very steep hill, you know, like, yeah. like a lot of times people like imagine that if it's a prefab, it can drop anywhere. And, and it's pretty cool to see, you know, 
all these people coming up with like the idea and then you have to bring the common sense about it cannot be arrived here. The only way to, to get it is like to do like the biggest cases and to bring a helicopter to get it to this location. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're helping a project right now where the cost of the foundation is going to be the same price as the cost of the whole house, which is crazy, but yeah. that, 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 that can happen in the, it's in the, uh, it's in the Oakland Hills. So it's, it's a very steep place. Um, all right. This has been awesome learning a bit about your company. I want to quickly transition to our fire round. Um, these are quick questions, one minute or less. We won't come down too hard on you if you take more than a minute, but just questions we get all the time um, or like, you know, random questions I had. Um, so uh, question, num- question number one, uh, have you had people look into Orbit Homes as an investment? And what do you think about like the investment opportunity with modular homes? I will answer. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's a no-brainer when it's coming to the point of doing that. You can easily uh, you know, calculate your expenses and the moment you know what is the foundation, you can you can really know what you're facing ahead of time, you know. So from the investor point of view, it's a, it's a it's a no-brainer. Yeah, and again as I was I was sharing my background is regenerative agriculture and getting people closer to land and I think there's a huge opportunity, especially in what's happening this year with our health crisis and economic crisis, to get people living more community style in rural areas. And prefabs are such an amazing way to get a bunch of people on a a farm or a piece of land. Uh, Great. Uh, Question number two. Uh, So I I saw on your... uh... On your website, you have a partnership with a, a smart solar flower. Can you uh, can you explain what that is and uh, how that works and how that came about? It's it's kind of, it's really a, it's a flower. It's it's open in the morning and and then it. By the uh, way, everyone should Google this if on, on the Orbit site because it, it looks very cool. I just I hadn't seen it before. It's basically made for a lot of places where they have like houses under the under a tree that they don't want right. to. Cut. Or the house doesn't face, you know, the right direction to get the most solar that possible, and or the house is very small and they want to be like completely solar. So then they're just like getting that, and it can be it can be dropped like about a few hundred feet away from the house and still generate the, the amount of energy you need. And you have the battery storage that it's installed as part of the smart flower, so you can buy some weed battery storage and some without and then they will communicate between themselves and, and communicate with the solars that you have on the roof so it's a really smart flower because it's also it's like open in the morning and cl- and and tracking the sun during the day and close at night and clean himself and when it's windy he will uh, go completely horizontal and when it's over wind it will close himself and then when the wind is coming down it will open himself and continue tracking the sun so it's it's really taking care of itself. <laughs> yeah, it's very. Have you have you actually had any clients opt for that? It's it's very cool looking. Uh, yeah, a lot of people coming over, like and and you know, impressed by looking at that. So yeah, cool. It's really um, interesting to see the response for that. Yeah, I and like I, to think of it as solar in sculpture form. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely it's definitely artistic looking. Uh, <laughs> but it's then, very advanced technology, like this thing. I will invite, like, I love it. Like every time that I see it open and tracking the sun during the day, I just love cool. watching it. 
Um, and then from a like last question. Uh, so one of the biggest questions we get is uh, like, is my site appropriate for prefab or modular? Um, is there like a quick checklist you have uh, or that you can explain on like how to think about site feasibility, at least in like sort of a common sense standpoint? Site feasibility? Yeah. Sorry, if I was distracted by something, but give me again. Sorry, Michael. Oh, I was saying site feasibility. So basically, like, it like it, is this site appropriate for a uh, for a uh, orbit home? How do you evaluate that? First of all, is that that we're checking the access to the to the site. You know, seeing like if it's making if there what is the route. And uh, second, I will say it's like. Uh, if we need to train the house or we need to or or we can just drive it in so if it's like this is part this is the first steps that we that we're doing and then uh, if we need to crane it if we have like any electric wires like that will that the house need to go above you have to lower it down so it's all these steps that we that the basic steps that we get there and then uh, then what's the type of soil and what is the type of foundation that will be uh, on the that's relating to the site, so this is like I think the best the best like way to look at it is like to go through the first steps that we just described and seeing that it's making sense to to look into the prefab. Uh, some places and clients, I tell them that it's a beautiful location and a prefab will not fit there. You know, so it's really like this is the basic steps to consider when you're looking into site assessments and prefab. Got it. Um, and then thank you guys so much for being on the uh, podcast. The final question that we ask everyone, um, I guess each of you can answer and that'd be great, is uh, what are you most excited about for the company or for the industry in the near future? The most excited thing is to innovate all the time and, and create houses that you know will be comply with every need and to you know, just create houses that will be the most ecological friendly and and over engineered to meet any 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 need, you know. This is like I think where we wish to, to go to. I think I'm most excited about the environmental materials. Um, you know, we have friends who are making drywall out of recycled yogurt containers and just looking at all the amazing materials that we can come up with and um, yeah, just live in a way that that's a little lighter on the planet. And all of our designs are oriented to the outside and outdoor living and getting people to appreciate the, the trees and the ocean and whatever's in their neighborhood. So yeah, I think sustainability and how do we define a new way of living? Awesome. Well, it was really great talking to both of you and learning more about your company. Um, for everyone at home, uh, for more information about Orbit Homes, visit orbithomes.us. Um, and uh, as always, you can always learn more about the industry as a whole at prefabreview.com. Uh, thanks again to both of you. Thank thanks you very so much, much, Michael. Really a pleasure. Take care.